At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It is our number three of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Hanging out on a Sunday talking all things NFL, Major League Baseball as we're getting ready just uh, under a week now from the start of college football. About three weeks away from the start of the NFL season. I'm Ben Wilson in our South Point Sportsbook studio back alongside James Salinas joining us from Denver, Colorado. And uh, James, the scoring has continued, although they, they at least uh, go to a field goal for Cleveland. Four drives combined between these two teams, between the Eagles and Browns and four scores. Three touchdowns and a field goal 14 10 halfway through the second quarter first half total has already gone over and your full game total is already in some jeopardy here at uh, 34 and a half so overall I mean Gardner Minshew 9 of 11 79 yards you've seen uh, the these two teams combine here for over 150 rushing yards on the ground and as you pointed out earlier that's really been the story today uh, third and five right now for Philly on their own 30. We'll see if they can keep the streaks going and uh, they'll, they'll keep the drive alive. Minshew completes it over the middle. So uh, even though these are the twos, James, I, I think both of these teams, and obviously it's it's kind of the threes for Josh Dobbs, the quarterback for Cleveland. These coaches have to like what they're seeing out of the backups today. That's, that's uh, for sure. Well, definitely for Minshew. I mean, we know what we're going to get. He's going to be somebody that stands tough in the pocket. He's really such a tough competitor. He's one of those guys that probably was the smallest guy in every field and anything that he played growing up as a kid and always had to be have play with more heart than anybody else to be competitive growing up. And that's translated into how he's playing in the, you know, now he's in the show in the NFL for the last few years. But I think for 
probably Cleveland. We're just not seeing many pass attempts from them. It's Dobbs is two for four, 30 yards throwing the football. Gardner, was, Minshew, is, like you said, has been very efficient. 10 of 12 for 86 yards. Just had that one on third down to move the sticks. And again, getting back to the ground game for Philadelphia. I just love it. I love teams that just we know that the game has evolved so much over the last oh, 15 years or so when it comes to the spread offense and the, the no huddle and up-tempo type of offense where you have so many interchangeable, no longer the X, Y, and Z out there as far as the receiver positions. Guys just line up all over the place and are so versatile, but it's refreshing to get back to a little old-school football and a little alpha football out there when it comes to just running the ball and being consistent and being the tougher team mm-hmm. in the trenches, and that's what I love to see about the Philadelphia Eagles. So and uh, you see Philadelphia right now live line up to three-and-a-half-point favorites at BetMGM. They Closed a one-point favorite live total 47 and a half. That's the uh, the high watermark we've had so far on that in-game total one that closed at either 34 and a half or 35. We will preview still two games to come on today's slate. There's one Monday night game, so three left on the NFL preseason week two card that we'll get to James's thoughts on here over the next hour of our show before we hand the baton off to Dave Ross and Jeff Parles, the guys down at the Circus Sportsbook Studio in downtown Las Vegas. In the meantime, let's update some of the MLB action right now. James, get your thoughts on the two games about to start here in a matter of minutes in Minnesota and then in Chicago on the north side. Brewers and Cubs, Rangers and Twins about to get underway. Uh, You look at uh, this, this interesting series where coming off a week where the Rangers have essentially fired everybody, your front office is going through all sorts of disarray. You're out of it if you're the Rangers. Uh, so a lot of uh, interesting moving pieces there, but they've taken one game out of the first two for Minnesota, a couple of tight one-run games so far, and and they'll send Kohei Ari hard to the mound against Joe Ryan, the outstanding rookie there for the Twins today. This one starts in a, about seven minutes there from Target Field in Minnesota. As we look at it right now, you see the Twins uh, up to a $1.75 favorite at BetMGM, plus 145 back on the Rangers Eight and a half year total at minus 115 and uh, and the twins here trying to take advantage of a soft portion of the schedule, but find themselves in second right now in that AL Central. Yeah, still fighting along with the Guardians. And so I'm going to be I, I'm going to be biased here because I do have a play on the Guardians to win the the Central at $4. And I, I suspect here over the course of the next two weeks, they probably won't be in first place. And it may be the Twins that overtake them. But if you look at the back end of the schedule the last couple of weeks, it's going to be a real challenge for both the White Sox and the Twins because they're going to face each other six times towards the latter part of the season. So give and take back that way. You can't have both teams gaining ground on you if you're the Guardians. The Guardians get to play 17 out of their last 23 games at home to close the season. So definitely advantageous down the stretch. I think here for the Rangers, you mentioned all the issues going on. I'm not really very familiar with with the starter for the Rangers today. Is this going to make his second start of the season? Had one start against Oakland, gave up eight hits, three earned runs, and five and two-thirds innings pitched. But the issue for the Rangers has been they've been relatively competitive in most of their games, but they have the, they've lost the most games in major league baseball. When it comes to one run affairs, they are eight and 25, even though they got one last night in extra innings, they are eight and 25 and run one game, one run game. So maybe that's a better spot. If you're getting later in these games, that's when you can kind of fade them in the live market because they've been so poor trying to close out games in those close contests. Yeah. Ari Hara did make 10 starts last year, but they were not 10 uh, good starts, 664 ERA and an expected ERA of 821. So it wasn't like he was getting super unlucky either. Uh, just his second start at the major league level had had started 14 games at AAA across uh, 72 innings so far this season for Ari Hara. And the Rangers will get to the other game here in just a second. Couple of um, updates though. 
as we start the top of this uh, this new hour here, four nothing now. Philadelphia, James, bottom of the first. Uh, you've got your play, Kyle Gibson, on the over outs prop there. Uh, Nick Matan with an RBI base hit, and for Jose Buto, he is now sitting at a 108. ERA, that is not a misprint. That is a guy making his major league debut, 108 uh, ERA there, bottom of the first. Pittsburgh gets two there in uh, in their home half of the first inning as well on a Ben Gamble and Rodolfo Castro, RBI base knock, so 2-1 for the Pirates and Shohei Otani. What did I say, James? Like, it's, it's just insane when you have basically two real players for the Angels and you're pricing them as $2 favorites uh, on the road. Uh, he gives up a solo homer to Riley Green there, bottom of the first, so one nothing Tigers. Uh, and then the Rays have jumped out to a one nothing lead over the Royals. Harold Ramirez, uh, the RBI base hit. Uh, I know you mentioned, James, you, you're biased because you've got that uh, that, that Guardians uh, play on them to win the division. They've had some really juicy numbers all year. I'm certainly biased on, on the Milwaukee Brewers, where I have a preseason ticket on them to win the NL Central, and it has just been dying a slow, sad death, really, over the last three weeks. They lose again yesterday, blow another lead in late innings, losing in extras there to the Chicago Cubs. They will send Brandon Woodruff to the mound, who has kind of been a stopper for them, a really solid uh, ace since his return from the IL. But, man, I don't know I don't know how you can – kind of like what we talked about with the Yankees. I don't know how you can feel confident at all backing a Brewer team, laying a, laying a number, especially on the road here today, against Jason Steele and the Cubs. No, absolutely not. And actually, Steele has been pretty good for the Cubs. Three runs or less given up in 11 of 12 starts and has allowed just three earned runs over his past five starts. Wind is blowing in today at Wrigley, uh, roughly 12 to 15 miles an hour. So not a super windy day, but it is blowing in from left as opposed to blowing out. I think more so the bigger, the deeper dive into the Brewers, Ben, you tell me. So I I know anytime we have a future bet on a team, we tend to be more acutely aware of what's going on with them from a day-to-day game-to-game basis through the grind of a major league baseball season and I think for the Brewers you know they now that they sit what they're five games behind the St. Louis Cardinals mm, yeah. in the central division and the Cardinals just keep grinding I mean what a great season Goldie's have an MVP for sure season in the National League not that far off of potentially winning the triple crown in the National League either is Goldschmidt but I think for the Brewers here you know they're the issues that they had with Hader and the question marks about why they traded him Hell, maybe they traded him to San Diego so that they could stay within the wild card race because Hader definitely has not been performing very well for the for the Padres. Dumped another game on Friday night, I believe it was. But where where is this Brewers team at? We know it's all it was based on pitching, but not only with the depth of the starting pitching as well as the the bullpen, the middle relief in the back end of that bullpen being one of the better ones at least coming into the season. The the strength of that team. And we know that it was a light hitting team to begin with, but where, where is the disconnect right now with this Milwaukee Brewers team? Yeah. To me, it's, it's kind of twofold where you, you're a team that in in a raw sense, you're not able to win any games by margin. And that's because your offense is super hit or miss. I mean, they're they're fourth in the majors, James in home runs yet. They're 22nd in average. And there have been so many games, especially throughout this latest stretch where it's, you know, you lose a game four, three, and you hit three solo home runs. That, that's kind of been the Brewers identity. They've had really good power years out of guys like Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, uh, Rowdy Telez, but they're just not, they're not getting the production with runners in scoring position you would like to see. And that it's kind of manifested in the fact that you have such a discrepancy between your team average being bottom 10 in the league and home runs being top five. You add on to that how bad the bullpen has been. And it's not just a, a losing Josh Hader thing. I mean, Devin Williams, who is, was kind of the next guy in line to be the closer, blows his first save of the season yesterday. They bring in Taylor Rogers from San Diego, who they were hoping could maybe be a resurgent guy. He hasn't been very good. Really, none of the guys they've brought in in various trades have, uh, have done much for them. And it, it's just amazing to me, too. Like, you get, you get a trade in San Diego and Milwaukee where both teams have looked so much worse off 
ever since that deal. Uh, exactly how that happens, I, I don't know. And we, we also saw, by the way, for those who missed it, Doug Melvin uh, or Bob, Bob, Bob Melvin comes out yesterday and says, Josh Hader, they are taking him out of the closes role for now after he, he uh, blew a couple of a uh, couple of late inning games there over the last couple of nights against the national. So that's my, like, that's my thought on Milwaukee to me. I, I kind of feel like at this point, it, there were opportunities throughout the slide. You could have still gotten them uh, at a, a no price, a no plus price there to not make the playoffs. Those numbers have now vanished. And I, I just don't see it for a Brewer team that uh, has got a five game deficit against the Cardinals group that has one of the easiest strength of schedules here going forward. And you're going to have to make a climb over either the Phillies or the Padres in that NL wildcard race. So I don't see it. It's tough. <laughs> My ticket looks so good for like four months and uh, now it's just disintegrating. But when you, when you have inconsistent hitting and the back end of your bullpen is not reliable, not exactly a, a great combination you want to have there. Well, and especially when you're talking about having to win close games and manufacture runs and we get into you're getting into a pennant race or into a playoff race come September, games are going to get tighter and you've got to be able to. That's why I really love the the style that the Guardians play. I know it's a very young team there in Cleveland, although there's there's a I don't know if there's a player more valuable to their team right now than what we've seen out of Jose Ramirez, even though he's not going to win it. I mean, he's got a what 100 RBIs or this just there about. But the leadership that he brings to that young team within that clubhouse, you see everybody up on the top stage. Step. And that's what I just don't see of some of these teams mm-hmm. like the Brewers yeah. because they all feel the pressure to have to hit the ball over the fence rather than manufacture runs and have an approach at the plate. A team like you see with Cleveland, uh, they'll hit the ball and they'll spray the ball all over the field. They will use the entirety of the field in their approach at the plate. They're not afraid to hit behind runners. And they're also they're, they're as good as anybody going first to third on a base hit to the outfield as well. And you just don't see that out of Milwaukee, right? You can't manufacture runs. So it's either over the fence or not. Meanwhile, uh, Lourdes Goriel throwing air basically gifts the Yankees a run in the first inning. So, yeah, come on. Let's help out our guy, Alec Manoa, James. What, what are we doing? Yankees won, uh, Blue Jays nothing. And uh, Christian Bethencourt, solo homer for the Rays. 2-0 lead for Tampa amidst that AL East and AL wildcard race. They lead Kansas City 2 to nothing. We'll transition back to the National Football League. Two games for us to preview. We'll talk some blue chip running backs from Michael Lombardi. That is on the other side here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Final hour for us here on the show with James Salinas. I'm Ben Wilson, and we send it down to our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas for Jeff Parles and Dave Ross. Uh, two games for us, James, still to get into, though, on the NFL card for today. One in progress right now. We're looking at still a 14-10 to 10 score there. In Cleveland, Eagles on top of the Browns, final minute and 25 seconds of the first half. Philly live, three and a half point favorites, 42 and a half. Now you're adjusted in game total. Uh, first half looks like it'll be Philly and over is already cashed there in a 14 10 start. But uh, what about the two games tonight? We have pretty large spreads by, by preseason standards, at least giants, five and a half point favorites, but a big total move from 40 and a half all the way down to 36 and a half as they host the Cincinnati Bengals at uh, seven o'clock Eastern. It certainly appears as though we'll see more of the ones based on all the reports this week for Daniel Jones and the Giants. However, with some of the injuries that have been picked up this week, especially on the offensive line of the Giants, you can see why a lot of attention and action has come there to the under. Yeah, a lot of issues, just injuries and in trying to get through this. So no cohesion up front to try to establish any kind of consistency offensively. And I get why that total is being bet down. I just don't understand. I know the Bengals side, we're not going to see any starters. not going to see Burrow coming back from his his appendix. Was it appendix? I think he had whatever mm-hmm. you call that yeah. surgery they had to go through. He's he's a fast healer. If there's anything about that young fellow, we've already seen it coming back from his ACL injury and surgery coming back in about, what, nine months to start the season last year. So he's one of those guys that heals fast. Not an issue going into the regular season, but the Giants being fair, I guess that's where you just look at these numbers. I, I, I tend to, it's probably just my bias thinking when I look at the NFL, the first thing I look at is the dog side. I'm typically a dog and an under player, and I look at these numbers, I look at the five and a half, and I know we're we're getting deep into the to the depth chart when it comes to who's going to be actually out there to make plays for either side today, but in particular for the Bengals, who will be out there to, to play. But I wonder if from last week, the poor performance we saw out of the Bengals, maybe that's more of an in- incentive to have to bring some better energy and focus into the preseason game week two where they got throttled by Arizona last or last week. But 
The Giants being favored over anybody. This is not a team that I like going into the season. I know there's been a lot of love for for Dable coming over. Not to say that he's not going to be a good head coach and that he can't turn this franchise around in time. But this is a bad franchise, not only with the roster and the issues. You have Daniel Jones, a quarterback that's going out the door. He won't be back in New York next season. And so what are you going to do going forward? You're going to be looking to be a, be a player in the, the NFL draft for 2023 because it's a pretty uh, intriguing group of quarterback prospects that will be available for the draft next year as opposed to what we saw this year. I just think that this roster, there's it's got to change the culture first. This is a losing franchise. I think they've only won 22 games in the last five seasons. Seasons, Ben. So it's the change in the culture of one, but a lot of that has to do with changing the roster during the season as well. So a big project to have to work through for Brian Dable. In regards to this game, I'm definitely not laying anything with the Giants. Mm-hmm. One point, five and a half points, you name it. This won't be a game I get involved with. You think too, it's, and it's where the, kind of the dichotomy in public perception comes to on a guy like Brian Dable, who has been talked up so extensively from his last four seasons in Buffalo. And rightly so when you orchestrate an offense that was among the NFL's most dynamic and you help develop and nurture a guy like Josh Allen at quarterback into now into who is now your preseason MVP favorite. It's it's only natural to say, right? Well, well certainly you can do the same thing with a guy like Daniel Jones and, and reinvigorate this offense, but it's also easy for us to forget. Like this is a guy who was in Miami in 2011, Kansas city in 2012, where there were, there were issues and struggles on the offensive side of the ball only lasted one year. A piece there was two years in Cleveland as their offensive coordinator did have some success against with Derek Anderson as his quarterback, but it kind of flamed out the next year in 08. So the question becomes then where do you stand overall on Dable as a play caller, as a quarterback developer, when He's, he's done it with a really good generational quarterback in Josh Allen, but with your more run-of-the-mill kind of average-level NFL talent, which most of us view Daniel Jones to be, the success just hasn't been there. And that's the question that you have to ask going into this year here for the Giants. Well, and for Dave, I mean, that's they didn't because they didn't extend Daniel Jones for that for the option year on his contract. That. I mean, that just tells you right there he's going in in lame duck status to where unless he performs way beyond his expectations, which I don't suspect he will. This is just one of those. It's a rebuild year and you have to be realistic about what you are going to do and accomplish as a coach when it comes to just the personnel within your entire the entirety of the roster and starting over at the quarterback position. It's just a lot to have to work through. So, again, I it's, it's going to be I don't want to be one to judge based on their wins and loss and or the performance of Daniel Jones this season for the New York Giants, whether that validates Brian Dable being a good coach and a quality NFL head coach there with the New York Giants going mm-hmm, forward. Yeah. It, you have to have, and that's the the hard part, I think, Ben, for, for sports nowadays. It, it's this, there is no work through. There's no five-year plan. There's just no patience anymore. It's what have you done for me lately, as in right now, this week, this season. So I don't know if he gets, if he's afforded that type of luxury where it's going to take three, four years to rebuild this roster and change that losing mentality as far as the culture is concerned. So it's, I'm not going to be quick to judge one way or the other because I just know there's just not a lot For sure. to work yep. with with that Giants roster. And just to correct myself, it was 09-2010 uh, offensive coordinator there with the Browns. So, so his first OC job was about 13 years ago. And speaking of head coaches, you think about Zach Taylor, who was I mean, pretty much on the hot seat even entering last season, and a lot of us were wondering, okay, this, this guy was essentially handed a job because of his relationship with Sean McVay and that whole coaching tree. Are you, are you a believer now in Taylor based on the, the postseason run? Uh, and do you, do you feel like he's kind of overcome a lot of those in-game management issues that really plagued him in Cincinnati the first two years? I think I'm a believer in Joe Burrow and 
the player sometimes coaches can make up for player deficiencies and then the opposite is true as well players can make up for potential coaching deficiencies and i think i just think joe burrow's a special player the this the not only is it the skill that he brings and his ability to throw the football and hang tough in the pocket but he's just got the, those intangibles as a leader he understands what that means as at a young age so polished coming in uh, not only from a physical standpoint but from the psychological standpoint of understanding everything that he has to handle as a leader in the face of that franchise for Cincinnati and to be able to do it in such a, a in such a short amount of time and coming off a season ending surgery in his rookie season playing behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL we know they've made some upgrades in the offseason to that line and they absolutely need to do that and part of that was on Joe Burrow last year just being the competitor that he is holding the ball a bit too long at times mm-hmm. and taking those and having to eat those sacks but I don't know yet it's hard for me to differentiate between the two between the coach and the quarterback and the impact I just tend to lean to the latter because I think Joe Burrow is just such a special player hey, you're very kind too to just be like you know what I'm a Joe Burrow fan I'm not going to address the, the Taylor thing because I, I still have reservations about uh, Taylor as a as an in-game manager I think his play calling certainly uh, showed a, a big amount of improvement from year two to year three and especially having Burrow fully healthy for a full season paid huge dividends yes. as well but I'm not ready to say this is like an ex-Bill Belichick or anything like that uh, well we see, still need to give that uh, some time there in Cincinnati again they're five and a half point dogs we will not see Joe Burrow tonight nor will we see most of the starters there in, in Cincinnati Giants have been bet up from three points to a five and a half point favorites there in the market. Your total down to 36 and a half. Uh, we'll get into as well. Our, our other game in the next segment, Ravens Cardinals that rounds out the Sunday card in the preseason. Uh, Browns are threatening though. First and goal to Philly five with 11 seconds to go in the first half. So first half total is already well over, but if you took uh, if you took a shot on either Philly or, or Cleveland on a side here in the first half, Oh boy, James, this is a sweat. And this has kind of been a recurring theme too in the preseason. We've seen a whole lot of these first halves come down to uh, basically the final two minute drill. And uh, we're, we're going to see what we get here. Uh, we, we've had a bunch of bad beats already. So I'm, I'm glad that I do not have a piece of either side yes. in the first half. Cause this would be, this would be miserable trying to watch this right now. What, what are we going to get? Josh Dobbs first and goal at the five. Let's let's uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm glad I'm not sweating that needless to say. No. And it- well, and they're working on their two-minute drill. And so a lot of times you're going to be able to execute better offensively than you are defensively because a lot of these guys defensively really haven't been working that way uh, defensively through the when you're talking about the twos or the threes or whatever to whatever degree where they're at the depth chart for the Eagles. And the other piece, too, is the fact that Dobbs, and we see this with some of these totals going over, is these quarterbacks that can make plays with their feet and extend play. That's exactly what, what Dobbs did that first drive where it was all him rushing the ball, not design rushing. This one here, I think, was a design run, got him down to the one-yard line. But being able to extend plays with his feet, break when the plays break down, and then just being the better athlete out there in the field against the the DBs that are second, third, and fourth stringers sometimes. I mean, Josh Dobbs just went all uh, John Elway on an attempted helicopter dive into the end zone. Making the team, man. Got to work and make the team, right? Sell out. You want to get that roster spot. Hey, man. uh, Yeah, the the, the Josh Dobbs, Josh Rosen quarterback battle in full earnest for the number three spot. If there is a number three spot. I mean, there will be a backup spot for the, at least the first 11 games there behind Jacoby Brissett. So a uh, timeout taken by Cleveland, four seconds left in the first half. Most shops. This was a pick them the first half line. Uh, so 14, 10 Philadelphia. And if you bet first half, I know we sometimes say James, all right, you might bet first halves in the preseason. Cause you avoid the super, super scrubs in late, potentially altering your bets. 
this can be the downside to the first half betting. You're now at the whim of basically one play here. So we'll see what happens. We'll update you on that next. We'll also get our thoughts in the preview on Baltimore and Arizona final game of the night as we get ready to wrap up the week two preseason NFL card. We'll discuss next here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL guide drops next week. Our experts. They provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks, Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of of the sports betting network. I could not help but laugh, James, at the sequence end of the first half there uh, in Cleveland. 16 play, 95-yard drive in a minute, 57. It's a preseason. It doesn't matter. And Kevin Stefanski kicks a 19-yard field goal as time expires to end the half. And if you had Browns pick him in the first half, oh, man, that's uh, that's kind of rough. Cause <laughs> I mean, you're on the one-yard line. What do you have to lose, James? Come on, what are we doing? Well, this is where you cannot be angry when you're betting preseason if they yes. do something out of I mean preseason you suspect, yeah, what do you work on your goal line offense there, fourth and goal or what last play of the last play of the half with one second to go, you're out you're just at the one yard line instead of the nineteen yard field goal. Maybe they need to work on something in special teams that they couldn't do on the practice field. I mean ultimately, yeah, I get it. What what the hell are you doing kicking the field goal here? But then <laughs> again, you. if you're Thank betting you. that first half feeling like they're gonna do something that you scripted and you handicapped that they would do with their two and their threes and maybe in their fours, whoever's in this game right now, then you can ask yourself the same thing. What the hell was I doing betting on this game in the first half? Remember when I said earlier, I have not made a wager on the preseason this year, James. That may or may not be somewhat connected to what we just saw yeah. over the two-minute drill. Your halftime line, either a pick em or at some shops I'm seeing Browns minus one. So that would be a Philly minus one or a pick em for the game. 17 is your second half total. We had 27 in the first half. So sitting at 44 right there uh, for the full game. Impressive numbers, though. Gardner Minshew, 14 to 17, 142 yards. Uh, while Joshua Dobbs was good as well, 10 to 15, 112 yards. And he rushed four times for 47 yards, including a 36-yard touchdown run. Uh, we talked earlier, James, about uh, the one game a little bit later, Bengals and Giants. We have another game as well that wraps things up. This will be a national game. Uh, Fox tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern. Ravens Cardinals. It's the, it's the streak 21 straight wins in the preseason for John Harbaugh and Baltimore. They've covered 18 of those 21 and they have been bet up to five or five and a half point favorites. Although there's been a little trickle here mm-hmm. of, uh, of Cardinal money today. This was actually as high as six and a half. That's where this line opened. It was down to six uh, of the overnight and Baltimore's now down to five point favorites here. Pretty much market wide. James total also free falling from 41 and a half. It's now down to as low as 37 at BetMGM and most shops in the market here. So it appears as though, at least from a spread perspective, people are kind of fading the preseason streak. Are you, I don't know. Are you in the same camp of that being that you are by nature a, a dog and under better? I am a dog and under better, but not in the preseason. And I think for, for trends, I'm definitely not a trends better either. Although is that something I want to go against here with Harbaugh and the culture? I think that's to his advantage, having been in Baltimore for as long as he has, they know, they know the identity of what that football team is, is going to look like each and every year. And the, the issue, I think I'd be concerned with betting this and staying with that streak with Baltimore is just the injury bug that we saw last year. And some guys that went down late 
in the late preseason games last year and just the, the, the whole attrition to that roster that they suffered through for the entirety of the season. I mean, they were so competitive even amongst the, all the injuries they had until really the last few weeks where they just completely were, were gassed out at that point. But, you know, I, I think for, for Baltimore staying healthy has got to be the one you get set the culture to try to win football games. But, you know, when you have a couple of quarterbacks now that we're, we're looking at as far as who's going to be on the field for the Ravens and it's going to be Anthony Brown and, you know, Brett Hundley's gone now and, Anthony Brown and Tyler Huntley competing for that backup role. The one thing they can do, not only with throwing the football, is they can utilize their feet. So, again, these athletic quarterbacks that are the backup quarterbacks give you versatility offensively. And in games like this, when you're talking about in the preseason, we saw it in the first half with Dobbs there with the Cleveland Browns being able to just to make, make big plays with his feet when the play breaks down in the pocket and the protection breaks down. These guys can extend plays and be able to put points up on the board. Uh, so maybe potentially the, there's going to be some buyback. When we start seeing some buyback you talked about where that total is i'm looking at the total right now it's yeah. dropped down to 36 or yeah 36 and a half at betmgm here in colorado ben so wow. eventually maybe there's going to be some buyback coming just because those two quarterbacks and mcsorley on the other side who is mobile as well for arizona is going to get a lot of opportunities to 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 make some plays today in the in as the quarterback spot for arizona i potentially there's some options for some over buyback i think suspect maybe we'll see as the as we get closer to kickoff certainly yeah could potentially happen there and you look at tyler huntley last week so good uh, 16 of 18 uh, 109 yards so it was a lot of checkdowns, but he was very accurate didn't make many mistakes with the football and there is some irony too though the fact that trace mcstorley he was really at, at the forefront of, of a couple of these raven preseason wins in years past where he was a former backup there out of penn state 13 to 20, 263 yards in a touchdown week one. And he was also the team's leading rusher there for Arizona. Remember, they led that game 36 to nine uh, before all the, of the th twos, threes, and fours got into that game. So it is kind of an interesting clash. I wonder if that's what people are looking at, James, where you maybe are now paying the tax in the market if you want to bet the streak of Baltimore. And that's kind of why we always say, you know, the, the trends are your friends when they're, when they're actually working, but it's not something we ever really live, try to live or die by because it, it ultimately trends are only good uh, for the last game where they were, uh, where they actually were played out in. So I'm, I'm in the same boat as you would not be betting this uh, whatsoever. I get why the buyback is coming because Arizona has looked like a team that's at least built to compete with its backups in the preseason. And as you mentioned with Baltimore, after how, how good of a performance we saw out of Tyler Huntley, Will they lower the load a little bit this week? I could easily see that happening for sure. I can't do it. And then it comes down to Anthony Brown. But again, being able to make plays with your feet and extend these drives, well, that's where the scoring comes from. This, there's not going to be a lot of timing in the passing game. You know, you're already going to be uh, the depth chart with the receiver. The depth chart with the receivers for the starters for Baltimore is, is uh, lacking to, to right. say, to, to put it mildly, we'll just leave it there. It's not a very deep receiving core from the starters' perspective. So you know it's only going to get shorter as, as you get deeper into the game. Uh, but this is where the timing piece is not going to be there. So it's kind of pick your poison with it. Yeah, the timing's not going to be there for plays in the passing game, but then you have quarterbacks that are trying to get make a roster, whether it's making a roster for somebody like Anthony Brown in Baltimore or auditioning. He's auditioning for, for 31 other teams as well beyond Baltimore tonight. So opportunities to plays break down. He's not just going to, well, I'll just throw the ball away and let's go ahead and punt the ball and I'll get another series. Mm -hmm. Hell no. He's going to take full advantage of every rep that he gets to try to make something. And if, if it's with his arm or with his feet.
Uh, no doubt. We're, we'll see where that line keeps on moving. We've got another three hours of betting across America right after us from uh, circa, our Circus Sportsbook studio. We'll have Jeff Parles, uh, Dave Ross break down all the line movement as that continues tonight. Uh, while we have a few minutes, wanted to make sure we get to this, though, James, while, while you were uh, out yesterday, I was with Wes Reynolds. We broke down Michael Lombardi's red chip running back list. Wanted to get to his blue chips today. A new episode of the GM Shuffle is out now. You can listen to that. Femi Bebefe and Michael Lombardi uh, talking on his top running backs here. I just wanted to, you know, to go off of these five and see James, are there anybody you feel like should be in this top five list that is not here where you have your expected guys, a Derek Henry, a Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and then Alvin Kamara, Dalvin cook rounding out uh, the top five list. We'll get into as well. Uh, you know, how you evaluate these guys and, and who are more valuable to the line for their specific teams than others, given that for the most part, NFL is a quarterback league, but there are a couple running backs that do make big, big differences. Anybody on this list uh, you're a surprised to see or B would maybe uh, include in, in their stead here in the top five. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard part with running backs is it's not just the running back. It's the, it's the, the team as itself with the offensive line. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at just from a, from a pure rushing standpoint with this list here, I mean, I'm going to start right at the top with Derrick Henry and the power that he runs with and just the, the looking I, he's one of those guys that I really like to see. He likes to initiate contact and he's one of those guys that gets stronger as the game goes on. Cause he's pounding and wearing down his opponents. But then if you look at Tennessee as a whole and the offensive line right now, that this is not the same offensive line that we saw just a few years ago. You know, they, it was a big swing and miss. And I think they're still paying for that with the, with the bust draft pick of Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson, a couple of years back. Now they're going to have to go with another rookie at right tackle. You know, they just haven't been able to replace Jack Conklin who left to Cleveland a couple of years back. And, you know, you got Lawan getting a little older on that left, on that left tackle side and some new pieces on the left guard. Like this is not the same offensive line, the ferocity, the ferocity that we've seen in the past. Not only from a, the, the run blocking standpoint, but just the leadership standpoint there. I know lawan has been around for quite a long time, but it's just been I, I just think they're still struggling through mm-hmm. that bust of a draft pick with Isaiah Wilson a few years ago. So I love Derrick Henry. But now what is he going to face? You have Tannehill as well. And Tannehill, last time we saw him, he was throwing the ball early and often to the wrong team in Cincinnati in that divisional playoff loss at home. Now you're going to have more safeties creeping up in the box to to put more pressure on Henry to have to get past the line of scrimmage and explode through those guys and be more physical coming off the injury from last season. I love Derrick Henry, but I don't love the team, the, the team as it's constructed offensively for the Tennessee Titans this year. And that's almost where it becomes kind of a curse by being so good where that's like the one guy, the game plan changes so, so differently and like, he's not an Alvin Kamara. He can't all of a sudden be lined up, you know, in, in the slot and, and run routes out of the backfield. So like, I, I get the concern and it's why you're seeing a lot of, a lot of people looking to fade Tennessee. We've seen those odds shift pretty drastically. Colts have become uh, by, by large uh, going away, really a near a minus money favorite now uh, to win the AFC South. When we return, we're going to wrap up the show, at least with us uh, on uh, in the desk and uh, in studio here. James, going to talk some MLB, rest of the car, get your thoughts on those games. Any final updates here from around the National Football League we'll discuss next as we wrap things up right here on Betting Across America. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Today, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bet's outcome. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game. Turn game time into showtime with the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets for site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. We're back for the final time. Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. And a blast hanging out uh, with you, James Salinas. Ben Wilson back with you from, uh, I'm in Las Vegas, James in Denver. We'll send it down to the guys at Circa, our sportsbook studio there with Jeff Parles and Dave Ross in about 15 minutes. Uh, We are underway now, James. Second half in Cleveland. Uh, Browns moving the ball inside the Philadelphia 40. So that's underway. 14-13 Philadelphia, 12 minutes to go 
in the third quarter. Only one other game on the NFL preseason a week two card, which is tomorrow, a little Monday night football. The Falcons and the Jets, two of the three short shots to have the fewest wins in the NFL this season. Uh, James, any any uh, insight or any play you're looking at in that one? Two and a half point uh, margin there. The Falcons are favored on the road. 38 and a half at BetMGM is your total on that one. I'll be totally honest. If I bet it, I have to watch it. And, and that's a tough myself. Is that on Monday that's night? I don't want to do that. I got other things. I got better things to do tomorrow night. I, I think, but but assessing for both of these teams, looking at this matchup beyond trying to bet this this game as far as the preseason matchup and the, the number is concerned, like you talked about, not something I'm going to do. But I think for, I, I feel like for Atlanta, there's just so many question marks. I think for the Jets, let's go. Let's let's circle back. We'll go back to New York, and and we we already talked earlier about the dysfunctional franchise that was and the the losing culture that it's been in that Giants organization and within the same stadium. Now we can say the same thing, maybe even more so, probably even to a deeper degree, uh, with the ownership there with the New York Jets and it, how that filters down and the the debacle that was Adam Gase a few years back and really the disservice and the coaching malpractice that went on with him and young Sam Darnold being drafted there in New York just really never had a chance for any kind of growth there in that offense having to be coached by Gase but I just feel like now for New York I think the expectations are so much higher I don't think there's much of any expectation with Atlanta this is a team that's mm-hmm. total rebuild mode they're completely off the radar they don't have a great fan base out there in Atlanta anyway as far as the Falcons are concerned we know it's a very transplant type of city and they bring their allegiances from other states and other cities where they're coming from to root for so it's never had a really solid fan base in Atlanta as opposed to the Jets and we know very rabid fan base out there for New York but the expectations much higher just thinking about what they did within the draft what they've done with the draft the last couple seasons and uh, where what they've done and be able to build up unfortunately more injuries on that offensive line for the New York Jets but some promise coming into the season it's probably the the best even though Becton we know is gone it was still I think as far as all the units are concerned there's some speed and some talent at the wide receiver position and some depth at the running back spot as well uh, but you know, the offensive line is where you can start. And that's what it looks like for the New York Jets. We'll see when Wilson comes back from his surgery and how well he recovers from that knee surgery. Can he recover like Joe Burrow did? Not the same type of surgery, but is he a fast healer? These young guys tend to be similar to Joe Burrow. But I think for the Jets, just the expectation now is there and it's set. And is this a team that can step up and meet those expectations? In my mind, I don't think so. I think this is still a team that's very, very going to be very porous on the defensive side. They have a couple pieces up front to be able to put some pressure and be physical at the line of scrimmage. But beyond that, this is not a defense that I that feels very coherent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a lot of talent on that defense, and it's not one that I trust to get stops consistently. And then that's just going to put more and more pressure on that Jets offense to have to perform to make up for the deficiencies of the defense upside for the Jets. Yeah, I thought it was pretty jarring too that Mike LaFleur there and their offensive coordinator comes out this week and they asked him about, okay, I mean, no Zach Wilson the rest of the preseason with the injury. We'll see if he's ready to go week one. They asked him, you know, what, what do you make of uh, you know the lack of reps? And he was, he was pretty honest. It was like, look, he's not going to be able to develop. And we were counting on this yeah. being a really big preseason for him which is not something we're, you know, we're used to coaches saying all the time, usually electing to take that preseason and those reps with a big grain of salt. But you have to think there's something to that, right? When if yeah. you're that, if you're that coaching staff and you know how important the reps are and you saw how shaky he was again, behind a bad offensive line with limited weapons, this was at least supposed to be kind of the lead in point to a potential breakout second year for Wilson. I don't know where you stand on him now entering year two, especially if it is a delayed start to his season. But from those comments from LaFleur, it certainly makes you, you think twice about really wanting to be bullish on the Jets, especially from an offensive perspective this year. 
and the coaching and for the coaching staff, right? They don't have time to hold your hand and bring you along during the regular season. They got to produce. They have to make. They they've got to produce with wins. It's got to. They have to show improvement as a team. And a lot of times that improvement is is based and validated by the scoreboard and your win and loss record. And there's just not this time to say, well, we're going to give this coach a solid five years to get in there and rebuild. And we know we're going to take our lumps and we're going to have the the growth process with a a young highly drafted quarterback and Wilson there's no patience anymore in in sports and in particular the NFL the days of you know the the young quarterback coming on and holding the clipboard for the behind the veteran quarterback and learning for a couple of years aside from from love there in in Green Bay it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. and I think the same could be said for coaches because the pressure is on them to win and so they are going to be looking at who gives us the best chance to win if you're banged up and you're hurt we don't have time to put kid gloves on and hold your hand across the street kid you're going to have to look both ways and make up for that on your own to get yourself better because we've got to try to win games the regular season is nearly upon us and we're not going to see you and who knows when we see him when the regular season starts is it week two week three depending on his recovery uh but yeah i i get it from that standpoint with those comments you can read right into it you don't even have to read between the lines <laughs> right. that yep. says we have to win we're paid to win and we have to win now we're going to go with the best players that give us that chance and in this case here it's the veteran flacco and ravens are now seven point opening day favorites in new york against the jets as that line has continued to creep up there. Our final uh, NFL update here of our, our show for today. Browns have scored again. John Kelly rushing touchdown as he brings it in. Browns 20, Eagles 14, 10 to go third quarter, seeing the Browns now five and a half point in-game favorites, 47 or 47 and a half, depending on the book, is your in-game total. Uh, before we get out of here, James, maybe some thoughts on some of these later MLB games. We have some interesting one on the ones on the card, including... A return of Sunday night baseball to Baltimore in Camden Yards. A big game on this on the card tonight where the Orioles are still hanging in there just outside of two and a half games out of the final wild card spot after everybody just assumed they would fall off in the second half, but they're still ahead of the Red Sox in the standings. They take on Boston tonight. Just interesting game. Like you see Dean Kramer, he's pitching on Sunday night baseball at home. It's just a fascinating spot for a team that has been surprising us all year. And they are, especially with the recent drop-off from the Yankees, James, your most profitable team uh, just on a daily money line basis here, the Baltimore Orioles, as they will uh, take on the Red Sox and Nick Pavetta tonight, basically a pick maybe a slight favorite there to the Red Sox tonight in Baltimore. First thing I thought when I saw when I looked at the schedule this morning and going through the the board for to potential bets for Major League Baseball was do they is this Sunday night football do they flex did they flex the flex Baltimore game. Orioles into right. this game like do they really have them scheduled so uh, I mean really there's for some foresight for the schedule makers if that's not the case and this was actually what was scheduled from originally as far as the time is concerned I think for the Orioles yeah especially at home obviously they're they're seven games under 500 on the road but at home they're 11 games over and so much of that you just it's a young team you have a lot of young pieces here with guys coming up trying to show that they belong in the show and I think the one thing you see within that dugout when you have young teams we were talking about Cleveland earlier and you got a lot of young players there that these guys have relationships that go beyond playing at the at the major league level these guys played and rode the buses together in the minor leagues and so they have a deeper bond and there's more support there that way and I think that's for young players they need that and having that confidence and that support 
support from your teammates and having those deeper relationships that were built as draft picks and or coming up through the system, getting an opportunity to play. That's what you're seeing from Baltimore. If there's one thing you can say about the Orioles from the start of the season to where they're at now and fighting for that last wild card spot, just two and a half games sitting there behind the Rays, is the fact that they play hard each and every night. We were talking earlier about some of these other teams that are completely out of the running. They have no shot. It's looking at a bunch of different call-ups for next year uh, that you don't know what the motivation is as far as collectively as a team is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know what that motivation is for the for the Orioles, and they are banded and they've galvanized together to compete each and every time out there on the field. And it's not about numbers for them. The number is for them to win. So it's been, I'm not going to bet this game, but it's really been fun to watch some of these younger teams like the Orioles, like the Guardians, stepping up and being able to sustain the the consistency that we've seen this deep into the season. Yeah, oh, no doubt. It has, been, it has been the story of the Major League Baseball season, probably along with Seattle and, and their resurgence as well in, in the current wildcard places. I do have the answer for you too. It's not a flex game, and this is also also not in, in uh, Camden Yards. Uh, this is the Little League Classic. It'll be in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So yeah. this was uh, right. this was there the planned go. thing. Makes sense. But uh, I brought this up as well because people might assume, oh, what are they playing in a Little League Park? Is this what, the total going to be twenty nine and a half? Uh, no, it is the the park in the complex in Williamsport. Still Major League dimensions. This is the fifth year they've had the Major League Baseball uh, Little League Classic. So the series started in Camden Yards. It moves to Williamsport tonight. Total of eight and a half uh, in that game. So anyway, just uh, thought we would, we would point that out. Uh, James, this has been a true pleasure as always. I know as you continue your preparations for a uh, contest season, best of luck with those. And I'm sure we'll be uh, catching up again here soon on the network. Absolutely. Same to you, Ben. Always great to be on with you. Good luck with your bets today, oh. and I'll see you next week. Appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon, James. Up next, it's our Circus Sportsbook studio for the rest of betting across America. Jeff Parles, Dave Ross up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.